Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Step Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. It is super early for you today, and yes. it's not actually that late here, but we've gone into our daylight savings in the UK. So it's that time of year where everything gets dark by 4 p.m. and, you know, the seasonal depression kicks in. <laughs> well, the global time change works in my favor in Australia because now all my clients in the U.S. and U.K. are a bit more reasonably timed. Exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. only like 6.30 here, but it's been dark for like three hours. Um, and I was having this thought today while I was kind of like, oh, it's getting, you know, just getting into that winter mode. I was like, I haven't really done a whole lot of traveling this year. I was kind of like looking well, I back. I wonder why. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and I was kind of getting a bit sad about it. But then, obviously, I remembered that... Yes. Drum roll, please. For our longtime listeners... Steph and I have talked about doing a Canadian road trip for so long now. Yes. Um, we're both from Canada and we've never, like, it's just, we're like, why have we never done that? We love a road trip. Why have we not explored our own home country? And we're finally doing it. Yes, we are. Can I just say it too, Andrea, I love you because this all started because, you know, Australia opened up. So I was looking at yes. flights. And flights to Toronto were ridiculous, like price, yeah. layovers, transit hours, but flights to Vancouver were direct. And I was like, yeah, I will fly to Vancouver and drive to Toronto only if Andrea will do it with me. Yeah. So this is all over, over Christmas time, which yes. I was kind of on the fence about going home at Christmas this year again, just because I went... I went home in August and it was just a bit of a faff with all the tests you have to take and it's really expensive and I was like, mm, maybe I'll skip Christmas again this year. But then, Steph, 
came to the rescue and said, <laughs> I called you and I'm like, so this sounds crazy. Hear me out. Think on it. Don't say no right away. But what yep. if we do a road trip? And you had a flight booked in three hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So Steph was like, Steph was like, I'm booking a flight to Vancouver and then I'm going to drive to Toronto. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm there with you. So I booked a flight home to yep. Toronto, but then I'm going to fly out. So for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with Canadian geography, Toronto and Vancouver are like on the opposite ends of the country. Yeah. It's like a four hour flight. It's Perth to Melbourne, basically. So it's pretty far, uh, but I'm going to fly out just after Christmas. So the 27th, I think. And I'm going to yes. meet Steph in Vancouver, which is very exciting because we haven't seen each other in, God, almost, it'll be almost two years at that point. Yeah, March 2020. Which is, which is wild. Last time we saw each other, we were in bed with COVID. Sick in bed. <laughs> so hopefully, fingers crossed, this one, uh, this time when we see each other, it'll be a little bit more uplifting. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do the the drive from Vancouver to back home to Toronto or near yes. Toronto anyways. But yeah. So before we get into, you know, how the new normal of post-COVID travel I also want to tell our listeners about a competition we're launching yes. as this episode airs. Ooh, this is our first competition. I'm surprised we haven't done yes. one before, but we thought this is such a good opportunity for our Aussie listeners who are now out of lockdown, happy days, yeah. and we wanted to share in the excitement with you guys. And I, I always knew, I really, if we ever did something like this, I really wanted to just have it be with Red Balloon because I mm. love them and I've used them. Honestly, for so many of the big adventure type things I post, I've booked on Red Balloon. So they were who came to mind first, and that's how that's how it's going down. So you can all win a $250 Red Balloon gift voucher for any adventure of your choice across Australia. And there's a number of ways you can enter. So all you have to do is go to our social media accounts, and you will find all the different ways you can enter. By commenting yes. on posts, liking photos, all those social things will give you entries. I feel bad for our UK and like US and Canadian listeners. Sorry, guys, this one's not for you. Uh, but we'll have one maybe <laughs> down the line coming for up, you guys. Coming but, up. Coming up. But for this one's for the Aussies because you guys have been in lockdown longer than I think anybody. The rest of the what's, world. What's, yeah. Like how many days? Was it like 200 and... Here in Melbourne, 263 days of hard lockdown. Like, not just UK kind of air quotes lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Ours was a bit, eh, we're in lockdown, but are we really? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So go enter that, everyone. (laughs) And whoever is the winner, obviously we want to know what you guys end up doing with the voucher. Because we just love hearing about your adventures as much as we love sharing our adventures with you. So I'm super excited. I'm almost jealous that I can't enter (laughs) this contest myself. I know. When I was talking to the social person at Red Balloon, I was like, can I win my own contest? And they were like, step in. (laughs) (laughs) Conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so very cool. So as Steph said, visit our socials, follow the instructions there and enter to win. Exciting yes. times. So going back to you, let's talk about our road trip. And I feel like actually, Steph, you have been 
the planner in this. Yes. No surprise. 100%. Um, I'm, You're showing up. Yeah, I'm just showing up, and that's cool. Um, but it's – I can imagine if we were planning this two, three years ago, it probably would have been mm. a little bit easier, a little Absolutely. bit more straightforward. We, we probably could have kind of done it and just winged it a bit, but – we we can't this time around this and this is the new normal we're kind of realizing now hey this is a new a new way of planning so to jump right in first things first is to bypass hotel quarantine thankfully we're both fully vaccinated so we don't have to worry about yeah. any quarantine requirements but if you're not fully vaccinated for whatever reason that is something you need to consider no matter what country you're going to what are their quarantine some countries don't care some do. Um, so no. that's going to be the first thing you're looking at is, will I have to quarantine or not on arrival? Second thing, and you've already been through this going to Canada. Every, again, every country has different rules. But what are their COVID testing requirements? Because we are going to have to get a PCR test within 72 yep. hours of our flight to touch down in Canada to show that it's negative. Yeah. So I had to do that going home. And... It's, I, I still find, and I, I'm hoping that, again, as we, we are kind of easing into this new normal, that I found when I was doing my research, it wasn't that straightforward. It was very confusing, oh, trying to yeah. understand how far in advance, like, even, you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine, he's like, oh, it's 72 hours from when you land, not depart. And I'm like, well, whoa, that's very different. If you have, like, you know, a 10-hour flight... Or in your case, flying to Vancouver is what? 17, How many hours? 17 hours. 17 hours. Like, you know, and, and it turned out that wasn't true. It was, you no know, 72 hours from departure. But just even little nuances like that were very confusing. And it was yeah. very, and I, I was getting overwhelmed with it. And I was like, oh my God, like what? When do I have to get this test? And then who do <laughs> I book it through? It has to be through, you know, uh, a listed. Um, like approved provider kind of yeah. dealio. So you need to look into this. Same thing. I guess a lot of Aussies have run into this issue now traveling as everything opens up in that they're just assuming because we have drive through testing sites where you can go mm. through, get a test. And that is not the same as a PCR test. No, so totally different. Just getting the you know government issue drive through test result isn't doesn't qualify. Um, yeah. And, you know. If you go into the forums, you'll see people posting things like, because I've been following the forums for a while in case I had to get home for an emergency, but people say things like, oh, I did the drive through test and it was fine. No one questioned yeah. it. And it's like, yeah, but that was that agent at that moment. Like you can't give that advice to everyone because other people right. are having their tests rejected and saying, sorry, you can't get on the plane. This isn't, this doesn't qualify. So... Yeah. No, I know some, as people were doing that in the UK as well, where they were just taking like the lateral flow tests, like the ones that you can order for free. And yeah. they were showing up to the airport with these and they're like, this is no, like you need a proper PCR test. They're not free. Um, I mean, in the UK, they run about 85 pounds, I think it was something like that. Yeah. They're not um, cheap. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got to double check all of this, but thankfully for us, um, we're double vaxxed as Canadian citizens as well. Obviously it makes it a bit easier. You have to check that as well. Make sure like, what are the, you know, with certain countries, the entry requirements mm -hmm. still, you know, for citizens or residents or non-residents, or if you're just there as a, yeah, as a tourist. Uh, that's just to get into the country. But then for us, cause we're going to be going through 
you know, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, um, to get to mm. Ontario, some of the provinces have negative test requirements that you have to show at the border. Um, so we're going to be getting multiple tests. We also need a test. We've booked some excursions in different provinces and those activities yep. want to see a negative test within 72 hours of the activity. So for us, it's not just going to be getting tested to touch down in Canada. We're going to be getting tested kind of every other day. Yay. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. So huge consideration for cross country road trip. And I could see, I could totally see Australia going that way. I mean, Western Australia already has that requirement of a negative test. Um, And I can see all the other states going that way here too. Is the U.S. the same? I mean, I don't. I'm not following really what's kind of going on in the states. In terms, I don't of- think we can formally say what's going on in the U.S. But given the freedom of movement and their borders, and just their attitude in general, like the differences, um, yeah, culturally, I would imagine not. Yeah, I. Everyone I know from the states is traveling state to state for concerts and doing all these things. Now, none of them, they'd be ragers if they had to do anything in that right. Regard. Yeah. So in terms of activities then, so Steph and I, we were like, we are going to plan some cool shit to do. Absolutely. Um, And the same thing, there's, as you said, requirements in place, like still having to wear a face mask, which, you know, I've gotten pretty used to not wearing a mask, you know, in the UK. Like, again, we don't have to. We still still have face masks here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, we're not required to, I still carry one with me. I know we've talked about this before. Like if I feel, you know, like the other day it was, I was on the tube going into work and it was super busy. It was pretty crammed. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to wear a face mask. Whereas if I'm on an empty bus, yeah, fine. But you know, it's just, yeah. Having to do these activities and going back to getting used to wearing one. I mean, I feel like uh, all the Australian listeners right now are like, mm-hmm, that sounds nice. Mm. <laughs> We are still under mask requirements. They just announced outdoors. We don't have to wear masks. Indoors, masks are mandatory everywhere. Right. And so the activities we're doing, a lot of them are outdoors. And we still have to wear masks? Like, one of the things. Andrea, we're going to be wearing masks anyways. We're going to be wearing, like, snow. Actually. What's the right word? Like a ski mask. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be fully covered anyways, so we're yeah, fine. Yeah, do you know what? Now that now that you're saying this, this doesn't actually sound like the worst idea. <laughs> no. I actually really liked wearing a mask in the winter because I find usually my skin gets really dry and my lips get really dry in the winter. But wearing a mask all winter, my lips were just like super moisturized all winter. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't getting like the cold, horrible, you know, wind burn on them. So yeah, actually, regardless, we're going to yeah. be in like minus 30 degree weather at home in the middle of winter i will quite happily wear a mask even for outdoor activities <laughs> yeah and in terms of what else has changed for the activities so i originally was thinking anyways okay we need to book everything asap we're gonna be in Banff for new year's like this mm. is very touristy Banff. everyone goes there um so i was thinking we just need to book asap because it would sell out capacity differences So they still do have capacity differences in terms of how many spots are sold. So now not only are you competing for, you know, the Christmas and the New Year's slots, you Mm. are competing. There's only half as many slots. So thankfully, 
I mean, everyone's just hearing about this now, but we started planning this early October. Yeah. And that, that was the first thing I said. I'm like, we need to book all our activities now or we're going to get there and there'll be nothing. We're going to get there and just have nothing to do except just stand <laughs> in the colds and the snow and go, why have we done this? This is not fun. <laughs> um, so in terms of what we're doing, I mean, we've got snowshoeing on Lake Louise booked. We've yes. Got we've got dog sledding. We have, um, what else did we have? Oh, we booked a spa day. <laughs> yes. I mean, the a spa day is necessary. <laughs> Let's talk about the dog sledding for a second. Cause this was okay. one. So, Steph and I, neither of us have done dog sledding. I get asked this quite a lot as a Canadian from like my British friends. Like, they're like, have you ever gone dog sledding? I'm like, no. Um, and it's something I've always wanted to do. But then, you know, as Steph and I were talking about, we, we did an episode. Oh God. Was it last year about ethical animal encounters? And yes. we've been sort of researching this. So I definitely looked into this because you and I had this conversation. It sounded fun, but we're like, is this something we're going to regret later? The way you kind of regret riding that elephant in Thailand. Like exactly. down the road, you think, oh, why? Like, so we were like, okay, we don't want to have that moment years later. It's much like Dr. Sally Sherman described when we did that episode with mm. Suze Victoria about, you know, you need to know. It's about, the, it comes down to the provider. So, how is the provider treating those animals? You know, are the dogs like you can tell the difference between skinny, underfed, overworked dogs and right. healthy, you know, dogs who have this connection, who enjoy what they're doing. Like they're doing the work that their breed, um, right. you know, has that inner drive to do and they're being well cared for. So for this, it was really doing our research to make sure we were booking with a company that really takes care of their animals if one of their animals you know the morning of doesn't want to participate they're not forcing it tying it up and forcing it to do it that if a dog wants break the dog gets the break and it's I think a really good thing since we've done that episode where we both learned so much about so again if for those of you that haven't listened to that episode um take a listen it's a it's a really good one it's really insightful but these are things I probably would have never thought like even thought twice about you know um yeah and and i'm glad that we did the research and one of the things it they do have a a weight limit for the dogs and that that was one of the things i'm like okay that has to be a good thing where they're like hey we've got however many dogs but you can only weigh a certain amount because then it's obviously you know strenuous on the dog so between steph and i we're trying to keep trim before we get for the dogs. To, for the dogs onto that uh, dog side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think... I think when we weighed ourselves, we're just slightly over the weight limit. So Steph and I are just trying to shed a few pounds um, yeah. before we go <laughs> before we go back, which is um, you know probably a good thing for us and a good yeah. thing for the dogs as well. But you know, as you said, like we get there, and you know, if we were over that weight limit, <laughs> they would turn us away. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you think they will put us on a scale? Like, is it going to yes. be like they said? I, I, so when I booked it, there was a tick box I had to tick. I couldn't book without it being ticked saying I understand that I will be weighed when I check in yeah we're having that moment that weigh-in moment and bear in mind though as well Steph we are going to be wearing layers and layers of clothing right that adds weight so well I don't think the way like you do it inside in the (laughs) no I know but I'm saying you know that that five pounds we think we need to lose maybe let's aim for like eight pounds just in case all right deal (laughs) you know those big parkas and and you know sweaters we're wearing and big woolly socks Mm -hmm. those can add up let me tell you um (laughs) but yeah so it's it's uh yeah I'm I'm excited about it um I feel you know good about the research that we did yeah no I'm feeling good about it I mean there were a couple key questions they said to research and it was you know how are those dogs treated on a daily basis which I read up on I feel really good because I didn't just read obviously all the you know organizations are always going to say the right things on their websites but read the reviews if a company seems to be treating their animals poorly people will write that in the reviews um, yeah. how are the dogs fed, which we, obviously we don't know the nitty gritty, but like I said, you can tell looking at them, you know, are they fed or underfed? You can tell when a dog's little too skinny, um, the rapport between the dogs and their handlers. Yeah. Like, um, are the dogs in fear of their handlers or are they just like, is it a very loving relationship between the two? Yeah. Um, to research their rest times between runs. So do they get adequate time to rest, um, between Mm. their trips? Are they being worked back to back to back all day just to accommodate tourists? Right. And then, um, actually the other thing was how does the company handle the management of the trails? So are they going out and making sure, you know, trees haven't fallen over that the dogs could, um, run into not just in terms of you know, the sled being able to move for the tourists, but right. are the trails being checked so that the dogs are safe? And they're not um, going to injure themselves. Exactly. Cause they're up in front of everything. So if anything's yeah. going to happen, the dogs will come across it first. Of course. So those were the key things. And you know, we did our research and I'm pretty comfortable going into this one. Yeah. And this is, yes. you know, it's all about doing your research. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things, again, many years ago, being in Thailand, riding an elephant. I didn't do it then because I just was a much more inexperienced traveler. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just all about, 
you know, learning and learning from your mistakes of the past. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm feeling good about it now. Yes. Snowshoeing. Have you ever been snowshoeing? <laughs> I did as a <laughs> child when we would go on school trips. Yeah. I am honestly more worried about this than snowshoeing because I feel like I'm going to just be a sumo wrestler. Like, honk. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping we do the snowshoeing before the dog sledding because I feel like we could definitely shed a bit of weight because it is it is I mean I've done it before and it is tough on your glutes and your ass and your leg muscles everything it's a workout yeah. like it is a workout Well so, it's a good thing we're doing all this working out now we're getting ready yeah, not just for the dogs getting- but for, for ourselves, our <laughs> for our glutes, yeah, yeah. So that should be fantastic, and that that's just really in Alberta. We've just talked about, but yeah. Um, so you haven't ever really traveled, like, done much sightseeing in Vancouver. I was no. there, I think, for one day, so I wouldn't say I've done a lot either. No, um, and it's always funny because I feel like most Brits over here, and I don't know about the Aussies, but when I speak to Brits that have been to Canada, they've all been to Vancouver. Rarely do they go to Toronto, which I always do say for people that you know want to go to Canada on like a vacation. I I always suggest going West Coast because that's where you see the picturesque, yeah, you know, Rocky <laughs> Mountains, this and that. People will say, "Oh, you know, should I go to Toronto?" And I'm like, "Toronto is Toronto's a living city. It's a it's fun like Melbourne, city. yeah." yeah. But there's not a whole lot to see. And I do know people that have gone and they were sort of disappointed. And I'm like, well, what were you expecting? Like, it's not, you know, the picturesque Canada that, that you you see on the postcards and all that. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've spent lots of time in BC because my sister lives out there, but not Vancouver. She kind of lives in the middle of the yeah. sticks, which a lot of British Columbia is once you get out of, you know, Vancouver. And uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it looks like a very cool city. It's pretty mild in the winter as well. So I feel like we won't experience like the freezing cold winter uh-huh. like we will once we well, start we will venturing soon after. to, yeah, to like <laughs> Saskatchewan and all that. That was a huge consideration though. It's just the weather. And it was the very first thing you said to me was, have you thought about the weather? Because mm. obviously, yeah, Vancouver should be mild yeah. r- comparatively to the rest of Canada at that time. Yeah. Yeah, so only like we're minus driving, 15. <laughs> we're driving no. through the Rocky Mountains and the prairies in the dead of the winter. Yeah. So yeah. we had to go all out on our rental. Mm. So not just normally I would rent like a mid-side sedan, do my thing. Whereas for this trip, it's like full on SUV, snow tires, yeah. snow chains if we need to get unstuck. Um, yeah. we need to, we needed to factor in, you know, first yeah. aid and emergency situations. If our car broke down in the prairies and we have to sleep in it, like yeah. a lot of those considerations for this trip and to this plan is, for the worst. And this is something I think people would overlook if, so th- you know, Steph and I are both experienced winter drivers. Granted, I haven't driven. I mean, I don't drive on the regular anymore, but like, uh, you know, growing up in Canada, yeah. Obviously, we know how to drive in the snow, whereas you take a Brit or an Aussie, yeah, uh, you put you know you put them in a car like they have no idea what do you do if your car slides. And people assume too because in some provinces like Quebec and I think Ontario, but they might not be like officially done this yet. Um, snow tires are a legal requirement in the winter yep. now; they're not just optional. So people rent a car assuming it will have snow tires, whereas yep. in Vancouver that. That is not a legal requirement. So you cannot assume if you rent a car 
that it's going to come with that. So you need to, it's something you need to arrange directly. Like you call need them to and ask. say to them, we are driving to Toronto. Yeah. Like, this cannot winter. be an option for us. And then they note that down. And you saying snow tires, it's so funny. Because again, my Brit friends, I mentioned snow tires. They're like, that. what the hell is a snow tire? <laughs> like, it's not a thing here, right? So yeah. say you're oh, I mean, someone traveling, you're doing yeah. a road trip in somewhere that's known for like harsh winters like Canada. And say, yeah, you're renting a car. You wouldn't even think to ask that, you know, it might mm-hmm. not even be. So snow tires are a thing, guys. Um, and yeah. driving in, in the winter and the snow and the sleet it's a very different experience than just driving on hard road <laughs> summer yeah. like a road trip across canada in the summer or the spring versus the winter is a very different type of road trip i did think that i did say to steph you know are we are we being silly but you looked into this and actually <laughs> i mean i've never done it so i could be wrong but yeah from my reading from other people who've done this Toronto, like we're driving through the Rockies, which sounds scary, but Mm. because Vancouver to Banff and Banff to Calgary are such a commonly traveled route throughout the winter, they apparently take amazing care of the roads and we just need to be cautious, you know, if the snow has just fallen when we plan on driving and they haven't had time to clear the roads. And everything just says basically, same as, you know, the drive I just did through the Northern Territory in the wet season, you need right. to be prepared because maybe you will get stuck like a day or two. So yeah. you need to be prepared. If you have to wait a day or two or three for the roads to be cleared, yeah. that could be a reality we encounter. Yeah. I think if anything, it's like giving yourself that extra, extra time. Cause I, I and I even remember when I was younger, we did a, uh, like a, a road trip. We drove from Ontario to BC and this was in the summertime, but, you know, another thing you have to take into consideration is wildlife. And when you're yes. driving in the Rockies, I mean, I remember we, so you are in the mountains, like you're literally in the mountains. And at any point, I mean, there's deer anyways, everywhere, but they have very strict speed limits because if you've ever seen, I mean, people don't realize how big a moose is, right? Unless you've actually seen a moose <laughs> yeah. up close, like... Again, to talk about my my British friends, like when I when they talk about, they're like, "How big is a moose?" And I'm like, "Think of a horse, like times five. <laughs> like, yeah, they're huge. And when you're driving in the Rockies, you have to be so vigilant for not even just deer. I mean, we've all. I think it's a it's a Canadian uh, way of passage. If you've never hit a deer, I mean, I think everyone I know <laughs> I've hit has a hit deer. a deer. Yeah. yeah, I have as well, and it sucks, but it's awful. It happens. Um, but a deer is not really going to, you know, it's not going to, it's going to damage your car a bit, but fine. But a moose, if you hit a moose, you're yeah, probably right dead. Like that moose <laughs> is going to crash into your, like the moose will be fine and it yeah. will trot off, maybe have like a broken leg or something, but you are fucked. Um, so I remember yeah. when we were driving, they had really strict speed limits. And if you get caught speeding and this Steph, you need to bear this in mind because you've had a few. I'm not speeding in, in the day. winter. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but um, they are very strict about the fines and they're very high. The fines are like astronomically high and you don't get like, you know, a warning or whatnot. Um, My... So you, you combine, you know, snowy, slippery roads in the Rocky Mountains, plus random moose jumping yeah. out at you like 
you know, it's, and, I, I, yeah, it's going to be you, a, quite a ride. <laughs> it, is, it is. My mother sent me an article they've changed because right now in Canada, um, you lose your license automatically if you're going 50 kilometers over the limit. Yep. And they're changing that to 40. So if you're going over 40 kilometers and she sends this to me for the road trip and I'm like, do you think I'm going to be going 40 kilometers over the speed limit mm. in the winter? <laughs> like yeah. We are going to be driving under the speed limit. But you actually just brought up a good point that I remembered is something that was completely impacted by COVID and how we scheduled this trip home was that normally Vancouver to Toronto, you would do, you would cross the Canada US border actually a few times. Just the route, it makes more sense yep. to drive through the northern states than it's it actually quicker. does through Canada. And um, parts of Canada in the middle, anyways. Like, again, no offense to Saskatchewan or Manitoba, but. Not, I mean, once you drive through there, there's not a whole lot to, to see, you know, and we are stopping in Saskatchewan to see, yeah. I've got some family there, so we're going to stop. But to be honest, you know, you see the picturesque stuff and then that's where you sort of cross the border and go, all right, let's get through this quicker. Yeah. But obviously COVID um, has changed that. But with COVID and the Canada-US border closure, now I, I anticipate from everything I'm reading that will actually be open by the time we're there. Yeah. But... Um, planning wise, we couldn't assume it will. So our route, we actually had to do a longer route because we're going Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, Thunder Bay, which is like Northern Ontario. <laughs> That's where it's going to be bad. The winter, yeah. <laughs> the snow. I was the actually Googling the other day. I'm like, is North, <laughs> this is my Canadian geography ignorance, but I was like, is North Bay the Arctic? <laughs> because <laughs> i Might didn't well know be. it's not it's like sub it's sub it's subarctic um, yeah and it's gonna be that saskatoon winnipeg nor thunder bay i just called it north bay thunder bay mean. trip is gonna be a terror it's gonna <laughs> it's be just, that's where we're gonna need to wrap up and you get those wins because th it's funny the difference between like bc and alberta where you have all the mountains and it's very like sort of rocky terrain or whatever. As soon as you get to Saskatchewan, it is so flat. I remember I, when I was younger, I, I stayed out there with my aunt and uncle for like a few months. I was doing like some radio internship. I can't remember now. Um, but I remember someone said to me like, Oh, you're going to Saskatchewan. Well, you know, if you have a dog and if your dog runs away, it's fine because you'll be able to see your dog running for miles. <laughs> like, yeah. <it's>... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's very flat. And I remember I was there in the middle of winter when I stayed out there and I remember it was so cold and so windy and it was, I had never experienced like a winter in my adulthood that I remember as cold and horrible. That it was. I've been to Saskatchewan in the winter. It is. Yeah. You, it's oh, something. We'll yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. We'll I see, think we'll our big see. Saskatchewan plan is we're going to maybe go see the Harlem Globetrotters, which is very yeah, random, but it's just how the timing works out. It's great. I told my, my, my aunt Trish, if you're listening, hi aunt Trish. Um, I said, Steph and I are coming. Can we come stay with you? Um, for a couple of days, she's like, yep, we're going to see the Harlem Globetrotters. So you can come with us. I'm like, perfect. So we've got something to do there. Um, but it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be good to see fam. Um, yeah. and then that drive I... back to Ontario, it's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be the uneventful. Everyone's like, don't plan to do much, plan to drive, be safe. Um, and just yep. arrive in one piece. So that's kind of the plan. I think COVID won't affect that part of the drive too much in terms of, 
you know, changes and what we need to take into consideration. So it's really just landing in the country, having our proof of vaccination and negative tests Mm -hmm. for all these different activities we're doing. uh, Same with hotels. We didn't really talk too much about accommodation, but uh, booking hotels, they wanted proof of our vaccinations as well. So we have to show that when we check in. And for a lot of people, one thing they're going to have to factor in is, so for example, in Australia, as soon as everyone here got vaccinated, we got these nice little government green certificates that were in our, you know, government and Medicare accounts. Mm -hmm. Those are not accepted as international vaccination documents. They're in our MyGov account, which is how everything's run out of here. There's a button you need to click to say, you know, click here to generate certificate for international authorization. And it's a WHO approved form. Yeah. Um, We have the same thing here with NHS, exact same thing. You have the app and you have to, it's like you click on it. There's a little um, barcode kind of thingy that, yeah, yeah. same thing. So, so so yeah, don't assume the documents you have, take the list, double check that wherever you're from. Triple check. Quadruple check everything, but yeah, Yeah. it's going to be a good trip and I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to tell you guys uh, about it as we continue planning. Um, But yeah, to wrap this up again, go enter the contest on our socials to win the $250 voucher to Red Balloon. I'm jealous, but I hope you're jealous of our Canadian road trip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, if you've ever done the Canadian road trip or any other, you know, trip, even American... Uh, through the winter you've got any of your own tips let us know yeah. we would love to hear those and we will see you next time see ya all the shit i've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel you can listen to us on multiple platforms from itunes to google play music and more and with that please if you have a chance give us a five-star review on itunes or whatever platform you listen on that drives us up the charts and really really helps us out want to support us on patreon find us over at shit have learned abroad pod and donations start as low is just one dollar also if you could follow us on twitter and instagram at shit abroad pod and facebook by searching all the shit i've learned abroad thanks so much for listening